You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others to help you along your NFT journey whether you are just getting started or you've been diving deep into NFTs for the last few months and learning everything you can. I wanna share different perspectives and different lessons that we've learned along the way. And today I've got a guest for you. Josh Wade is one of the co-founders of Aeropups. And as an avid private pilot and a passion for aviation, he's been around aircraft since he was 12 years old. He's a people person. He's been running different businesses since he was a teenager. And I think he dove deep into NFT world around the same time I did in 2021. So I'm excited to hear some of his journey as well as what he's doing with this new project. So Josh, welcome to the show. Andy, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you. We connected through the VFriends universe, if you will, which has been really phenomenal. I tell people a lot of times that getting into NFTs, collecting NFTs, many people there are, of course, trying to grow their wealth and make money, et cetera. And many people talk about the quote unquote community, but there really is such an amazing community aspect to many projects, especially VFriends. And I've made so many friends through the VFriends community already. And we haven't even really gotten together in person too much yet, but we've got a big conference mm-hmm. coming up. And I've seen you've been pretty active out there on Twitter. So I imagine you've connected with a few people in, in the VFriends world as well. Oh yeah, quite quite a lot. I've I've never been in a community like this where where people are so welcoming and just kind of eager to actually meet each other and, and get to know each other. Yeah, I think it you know comes from the tone that's that's set by Gary V, who is all about connecting people and, and bringing people together and helping everybody live a better life. But I want to go back and find out how did you get into NFTs? Was it through Gary V when he was talking about it early in 2021, like me, or is it a different way? Oh yeah, good good question. And initially, it was through Gary V. I was pretty involved in crypto before that. I actually started buying Bitcoin when it was oh gosh, I want to say thirteen dollars when I was fifteen years old. So I was wow. I was well aware of the space, and I I knew about NFTs, and I had kind of been watching everything from afar. That, but it was it was definitely V friends of Gary V. When I dove in and, and minted the courteous coyote and just started really hopping to Discord and meeting everybody and just, yeah, that that's when it all started and, and it kind of spiraled from there. Yeah, that's cool. Well, take me back to being a teenager and buying into to Bitcoin when it was $15. This is, this is like, what, mm-hmm. eight, nine years ago? What did that look like? How did you find out? How did you figure out how to start buying Bitcoin? And are you a billionaire now or did you not buy that <laughs> <laughs> much? Oh, I... I wish. No. So I, I honestly, I, I can't remember the exact moment that I actually got into it, but a couple of my friends were, were starting to get into it. And one of them was really, really in it for the long term. He's going, you guys, this is going to hit a thousand dollars or it's going to hit a hundred dollars. And I'm like, you know, I'm buying these for 13 and flipping them for 20. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my game here at 15 and, and that's all I need. So I didn't actually keep any, unfortunately, uh, my friend, he he had 800 Bitcoin and, and they all got stolen, unfortunately. So he no. doesn't, even, doesn't even talk about it anymore. The poor, the poor oh, guy. Oh my gosh. I've had some, I've made plenty of mistakes and had some regrets in my life and lost some things <laughs> stolen. 
but nothing like that. What did you say? 800 Bitcoin that he has? Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I don't think it's quite a billion dollars. Maybe it is, but uh, yeah, a few hundred yeah, million that, at least. Uh, what is that? $33 million? $336 million that would be worth, or $33 million that'd be worth today. Mm. Either way, it's a lot of money that he had still. It is, but, and, and it's so funny relating the NFT space now to back then. And it's something yeah. that a lot of people never saw. You know, people are calling you know, NFT scammy and, or, right. you know, unsafe or, or whatever they want to say about it. Sure. But, you know, like Gary V said, it, it's a technology. It's no different than, you know, the internet back then. And yeah, it's, it's crazy though, just how similar it is now in NFT world to, to how it was then. Cause I was buying Bitcoin through a guy that I, I met, oh, I want to say on Facebook or something. Yeah. Uh, so I would just PayPal him the money. He'd send me the Bitcoin. So <laughs> It's like buying drugs back then. I mean, it was it was really it was. it was kind of dark web stuff, and it wasn't easy. I remember looking at it and thinking, like, "Oh, this is for other people. Like, I don't do stuff like this." And of course, mm. wish that I had right to put the, put in the effort to figure it out because it obviously paid off for a lot of people. And then yeah, there's plenty of people that were just flipping in and out, like you, and a lot of other people who lost their keys or lost their. Yeah, and just all kinds of different stories. Yeah, it's something you learn from, though. I. I now I'm so careful with all my seed phrases and where I keep them and yeah. with my hard wallet. Honestly, I, I had V friends on MetaMask for months and I, I could hardly sleep until I got the hard wallet. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. I had my V friends on my hot wallets, as they call it now, like the MetaMask uh, for several yeah. months before I finally you hear people talking about the ledger and like get your cold wallet. And I'm like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm careful. It could be nerve wracking. I've done a few episodes on this podcast about the importance of security and making sure mm-hmm. that you don't share your phrase, you don't click on any links, you know, you protect yourself, you get that hard wallet. And even that, you know, I have, I'm still kind of nervous sometimes about what can happen. It really is like, it's the world. It's like, be careful what you ask for. People want decentralization and, you know, own mm-hmm. your own stuff, but then you got to protect your own stuff, which is definitely a risky proposition. Oh, a thousand percent. Yep. I, I looked down at my ledger yesterday and I think it was speaking French and it said like virus or something. I was like, that sounds like virus. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> my God. So you got into VFriends. Was that the first NFT you bought? You just have one of those or did you buy more? And then like, where did that go from there? Yeah. So I, I, I was actually planning on buying five. And my wife and I decided that it would maybe be a better idea to, to purchase a house. Ooh. So I ended up just buying one. Didn't end up getting the house. Not sure if y'all are familiar with the Raleigh uh-huh. market right now, but it's it's just oh, too it's hot great. and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ended up with one. My friends also got one. And then another one of my friends got one. Um, so I have two in my wallet, which is one of his. And then my other friend sold his at 17,000 and then didn't know that wrapped Ethereum was not supported in Coinbase. So when he sent that 5.5 ETH, it's basically just sitting at a wall now and <laughs> he can't get to it. Oh, so no. another lesson learned. <laughs> Wait, uh, another thing this, every- I did not I did not know this either. So let's back yeah. this up for people. I don't think I've done an episode on wrapped Ethereum. So people don't understand this. When you mm-hmm. are making offers on NFTs or accepting an offer on an NFT, rather than selling on the open market, setting a price, if you're going to offer, you've got to tr- you've got to convert your ETH to wrapped ETH. And if you're accepting mm-hmm. an offer, it sounds like he accepted an offer of 5.5 wrapped ETH. You need to convert that back to Ethereum. You're saying that if you just take the wrapped yep. ETH and you transfer it to Coinbase, it won't actually transfer and then it disappears? 
it, you're exactly right. It, it's I've actually spent a lot of time on Reddit trying to research for him and help him out where I can. But yeah, there's there's thousands of people that, that have made this mistake and a lot a lot worse of a mistake than he did. But it's just something you're not told. You don't know. And, right. and even now, it's not really talked about that if you send wrapped Ethereum from your MetaMask into Coinbase, it will hit a wall. And until they accept it, which is, you know, it might happen, it might never happen. Yeah. It's stuck there. So oh, uh, yeah, that is... very important to know. It's it's very simple, though. Just go into MetaMask and hit swap or convert or whatever it says That's right. you know, it back into Ethereum. Yeah. If you have wrapped ETH, you can go right into MetaMask and you can convert it. To ETH, yep. you will pay gas. You might pay thirty dollars in gas or something to do it, maybe even a little more. But obviously, well worth it. And you know, oh, five point yeah. five ETH right now. Ethereum is at three thousand dollars, so that's sixteen point five thousand. And that, it's almost like you have sixteen thousand in your bank account, and you're like, let me move over to this other account so that I can use it, you know, to buy mm-hmm. a car or whatever. And you initiate the transfer in your bank, and then your bank's like, oh. That wasn't the right setup. And so that money's gone now. Like what? Yep. It's yep. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. It is. In, I mean, in a way it's good because the security of blockchain is is where, you know, someone can't go in there and, and change something. So, you know, the fact of that is is good, but you, you do have to be knowledgeable. He he was the one friend that really didn't know that much about crypto and, and really yeah. shouldn't have been doing that. But at the end of the day, when you're sending something, just send a test. That's That's all you can do. Ah, so interesting. And, you know, a lot of people talk about cryptocurrency being deflationary as opposed to, you know, right, we have inflation in our mm-hmm. US dollar right now. I think I just saw the report yesterday, 8.5% in March. And people talk about <sighs> cryptocurrency being deflationary because it's limited. There's only so, you know, a certain number of Bitcoins, but it's actually like going negative because it seems like there's there's ETH and Bitcoin that are disappearing because people are making mistakes, you know, forgetting their passwords or transferring wrapped ETH that will never be found again. So there's actually Mm -hmm. less and less on the market, which, you know, in theory drives up the the price over time. Yeah. On a, on a small scale, absolutely. You know, put it this way, Bitcoin can never hit a dollar again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's never going to go back down. So it sounds like you've got some friends into the space as well. So you've got the one V friend, what other projects have you gotten into, if any, you know, as a collector investor that, you know, maybe have worked out well? And, and if you want to share one that hasn't worked out well, we just like to share journeys and experiences <laughs> here. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I really started diving deep. I, I bought the V friend and, and after a few months, it hit 80,000. I was like, oh my gosh, when he was on uh, Christie's auction, the yeah. floor price hit like 20 ETH. So that's, that's really the moment when I started diving deep, deep, deep into it. But there, there weren't at that time a lot of projects that I could really get behind. Yeah. I'd say I, I, you know, I was watching the apes go up through three thousand, four thousand dollars, and uh, yeah. just didn't quite understand it at that time. But you know, it, it's it's hard to gauge hype and, and what's going to go. So at the end of the day, you really just have to pick which projects you really you really like. Yeah, and something that you want to hold on to, not to make a profit, but because you want to be a part of the project. And so right. I, I didn't find a whole lot of those at that time, and and that's kind of when I started really coming up with the idea for Aeropups. Hmm. So I I really didn't buy a whole lot, but then recently I I did buy another different holders project the bullish bears, because basically what he does is all day long, he's just looking and sifting through projects and finding new projects, updating old projects, you know, where they're at. And so he really keeps a good eye on the market. And I said, you know, that's, that would be beneficial to me because I'm so yeah. focused on my stuff. I, it's hard for me to focus or give a, a whole lot of attention to other projects to, 
to see what I think. So that's, that's right. been very beneficial, just keeping an eye on it. But, you know, other than just a, an NFT here, there for 0.06, I, I haven't done too much. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's quite all right. You have probably more discipline than I do in this space <laughs> for a while. It full. Like, felt like I was buying everything and half of the things were going you know, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, what am I doing? Before we get into your project, even if you haven't bought that much, you're obviously like very active out there in the community. I see you on Twitter. I know you're paying attention to what's going on in the NFT world. You got mm-hmm. in for a reason. What are you most excited about with the NFT space? You know, why, why are you here? I'm here because there's so much in NFTs just with the technology that you can do that that could never be done before. So, you know, look at Larva Labs and, and Apes and Board Ape and everything them being able to to provide as much value as they have to the community is is huge it's like doing business in a whole nother way where the community actually gets to a be a part of it and you know in a lot of DAOs, they're able to make decisions with the new uh, board ape got club DAO or ape coin i should say so mm-hmm. i think the community aspect is the part that i love the most i'm gonna hold v friends at least for 10 years like until it changes my life i'm not gonna sell it yeah. hopefully then you know even then i'll never need to but yeah that's that's the thing i'm most excited about is just being able to be involved with something bigger than than everybody individually I uh, like that. And then last question, what's something you're still trying to figure out in the NFT universe? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh, um, it's, I, I don't have a good answer for you. It's just every day I'm just trying to learn as, as much as I can. I guess surrounding yourself with people who understand everything maybe a little bit better than you or, or have yeah. insights into what might gain traction or you know whatever else but at the end of the day if you like something other people will probably like it yeah i found myself getting into trouble when i see a project and i buy it because everyone else is buying it that's right you know the term ape in that's that's when you get into trouble I feel yeah like. yeah absolutely i've been very lucky to have friends who kind of keep me in the loop on the different things that we're into collectively because I can't keep up with discord. It's just too much going on there <laughs> and all that stuff. Even yeah. if just one project, there's too much going on and Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, similarly, I check it probably daily, but not enough. And there's just so many things going on. And mm-hmm. you know, I missed some stuff a couple of weeks ago. I was on vacation and texted my friend, Bennett and he said, "Are you even on Twitter? Like, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm on vacation <laughs> right now." So it's you know, oh, no. definitely good to have people who you trust who can keep you in the loop on things when you can't pay attention to all of it. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think Discord's pretty messy too. It's really good for what it does to be able to dig into a project and, and communicate for it. But as far as just general keeping up with things, Twitter's definitely going to take the cake there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Josh, we're going to wrap this up, and then we're going to record part two to talk about your project, Aeropups. But for now, people listening that want to get in touch with you, where's the best place for them to do that? You can email me at josh at aeropups.com. Find me on Twitter, Josh Wade Journey, uh, or go to aeropups.com and then you'll see everything there. There you go, Josh Wade Journey on Twitter. All right, thanks Josh for being here and we're gonna talk again soon. Perfect, hopefully we save some people some ETH and wrapped Ethereum here. 